Hello, and welcome back to Raised by Giants, where we talk all things spirituality. I'm Ryder Lee. Tonight's guest is Vaughn Galt. But before I introduce her, I just have a few announcements. So I got a strike on this channel last week with no explanation uh, was given other than I violated community guidelines for harmful and dangerous content. which I think there's more going on there. They just kind of blanketed me with the strike because the episode in question was a, was with a prominent person that uh, co-hosted a show on another channel that got taken down the same day I got the strike. But luckily it was just a warning, uh, but we all know how these things work. Uh, it starts with a warning and that kind of gets you put on the radar. So with that being said, I'm going to try and upload all of my content to uh, a different platform called Odyssey, but it's going to take a while because apparently there's a lot of other channels uh, uploading their content over there, but hopefully it'll be up uh, before the end of the week, you know, just in case as a backup for the future. Uh, So until then, uh, you can also follow Raised by Giants on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And you can download Raised by Giants episodes individually on Spreaker.com. The link to download the episodes will be in the description. So please drop a follow on any and all podcast platforms. Thank you. Links are in the description. So uh, I'm really trying to push through to get my 1,000 subs here on YouTube so I can start using the the community page and give you guys updates and share other people's work. So please, if something resonates with you, uh, send it to your friends, family, post it on Facebook, groups, forums, pages, Instagram, wherever to get more eyes over here. And Also, uh, thank you to everyone that's supported uh, this channel so far. I appreciate you guys so much. You have no idea. And uh, the people that are in the chat every week, thank you so much. Um, We need a name for you guys. Uh, If anyone has any ideas, uh, leave a comment on the video, maybe Giants or something. I don't know. That might work. It might be cheesy, but... Anyway, let's brainstorm on that, Uh, but I've kind of rambled on long enough. So introducing uh, tonight's guest, we have Buddhist author Bon Galt joining us to talk about the multidimensional multiverse in terms of 5D consciousness. Bon recently published Buddhist Mandala's Christ Consciousness of the Multidimensional Merkaba, which is a follow-up to the book Buddhist Mandalas Explore Parallel Realities with Sacred Geometry. For more information about Von Galt's medical physical metaphysical work, grab a copy of her books from her website, MerkabaChakras.com. Link will be in the description. Hello, Vaughn. Uh, it's amazing to have you here tonight. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really good, Ryder. Thank you for having me on. I do love these book interviews and just do provide new content information for when people are ready for next level consciousness. But um, as you, as you have noticed, um, YouTube is participating in the censorship of material because I have done, I have experienced that as well with um, my two YouTube channel. And fortunately enough, they're not the only place around where people are getting content. So 
Um, I know with my podcast, Macabre Chakras, it is distributed to 63 other um, podcast websites, five different video platforms. So if one decides to be a bully, all the rest can, can still circulate and infiltrate. So we have to start thinking on a much larger scale and more creative to get content out there because, um, you know, that's how you, that's how you win. You know, if you just kind of keep falling down and just falling over and towing into the, uh, the space of how they want you to create and, and foster things, then um, there, there is no, there is no other opinions and um, content for people to get a equal view of, of different things. And I know right now, a lot of the censorship is around healthcare. So, um, and for whatever reason, spirituality and awakening content as well is being targeted. I don't quite understand that because maybe it helps you if you're, um, your personal wellness as well. But, um, I know I, I, I have uh, a lot of viewers and I have content as well and I've been demonetized and I've been threatened to have the, my YouTube channel deleted as well if I continue uh, to post something and I posted something not knowing that it was against their who policy, but well, it they're was. They're just making up the rules as they go. They're making they're up just... the rules as they go, <laughs> but you know what? Here, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, because... Um, I know exactly what you're talking about, Ryder. I um I I created a um, an episode. It's my delete episode 52 on um, censored doctors regarding the pandemic and um and the content that they don't want us to see. And um, I work in IT as well, and I source it around. And they're legitimate uh, websites and content that are from government agencies and government websites. These are not random websites these are legitimate websites from university sites etc and because it went against the who youtube deleted i was in six hours after it already hit 126,000 views so you know on odyssey just keeps on growing and in other platforms as well so you kind of have to because people are in that space you kind of have to play with the rules a little bit but what i've what I've been able to do is direct people to the other places to find content. So it's basically just a, a billboard on my YouTube channel. Go here for this missing episode. And that's where they can get the content. Well, I mean, the, so we have the, to be creative the, like that. Yeah. The, the problem is though, Vaughn is like, I don't have that big of a base yet. So it's like, why would they even be trying to, to mess with a, a, a small channel that has, you know, 860 subscribers. Like, I don't have that big enough of a base to even really do anything with to make any kind of big, huge waves, you know, yet, you know, and I think that that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to stop people from even getting to that point where they have any kind of influence. And that's, right. uh, yeah. you know, in my, in my, in my opinion, I think what it is, is not necessarily what I think they're afraid of. And this is my opinion. I think they're afraid of the information that you may find. And if one person out of 800 people view your content and they find one bit of information that is legitimate, that leads them to a trail of you know, more content that takes down the wheels out of the car, that's what they're afraid of. 
Yeah, and they're trying to cut it off at the knees. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to you know yeah. rip, rip the rug right under right out from underneath people. You know, to stop yeah. it at that very first uh, that that little nugget of people realizing that things aren't the way that they seem that would take them down a rabbit hole. They're just trying to get rid of the rabbit hole. <laughs> right, right, you know? because because it's it because that's that's what it is because you know um, everybody is putting information out on different things and if they if somebody out of you because you never know what network you have so um if if somebody out of who listens to it has a way to figure out the algorithm and they pick up one little bit of information that you touched on that leads them to like i said a huge source of legitimate information that they've been trying to hide uh that just chips away at the picture so um so you know they can take all these major influencers down and they can take all and censor all these major um lifetime you know credible doctors and other people down all they want but the more they do it the more it becomes apparent what they're doing and so they actually do themselves just a disservice because now it's being it's it's too blatantly obvious the um the work that they're trying to do yeah um, it really is and uh so they're, not, they're not helping themselves yeah yeah you're completely right and uh we could probably talk about the subject for <laughs> for, uh, for a while and go into depth on it but um you know it's uh really a pleasure to have you uh here Vaughn it's uh I've been really looking forward to having uh this conversation with you uh you're going to be sharing with us some very interesting things uh from your perspective from Buddhism which I find Mm -hmm. super fascinating so tell us Vaughn how did you kind of get started down this journey into Buddhism I'm guessing you were uh, raised in it yeah, so I am, I'm Laotian, and uh, my family is Buddhist, and so I was born and raised in it, and um, growing up, um, I really kind of got bored of all the basic les- life lessons and basic instructions that the monks and the nuns were teaching about, you know, uh, mindfulness, and then you be good to each other, and the basics that, that everybody teaches in many philosophies and religions worldwide so I kind of got bored and I kind of ran off and entertained myself um, at the monasteries and at the temples that, that we attended growing up and I would study art history and I would crack open all the books in the library that nobody looked at which is the common I would study the the artwork and the murals um, that most people just kind of walk by and I would ask questions why do the why do the images have two halos, one around the head, one around the body? Why do they all vibrate? Why um why do they all look like they have um these supernatural abilities? Why does it look like multiple realities and parallel realities in these this artwork? And so I would get those answers from the monks and the nuns. And they were fantastic answers, very metaphysical answers, but they really couldn't tell me very much how these master teachers did that. How did they get six senses? How did they um, travel between the multiverse through their consciousness? How did they change 
uh, the realities in which they were present in at the moment by putting forth um, their energy and the efforts to, to create actional steps that uh, propelled them forward to the reality in which they wanted to experience. So, um, you know, all these different things, and it sounds very fantastical, how does consciousness change physical reality and how do we have dominion over physical reality? And um, so I got all those answers, but I didn't get the answers to how. Um, and, but then when I went to college here at the University of Washington in Seattle, um, I started to, this is when social media started really coming out and also internet. So I started to follow a lot of influencers that I love, like the Dalai Lama and other prominent Buddhist monks and nuns and other authors. And then I, I found it interesting that they were um, following this initiative to work with academia to um, study the effects of compassion, mindfulness, meditation, um, simple stuff like that. And through following the material for 20 years, I got more than enough information to understand how consciousness uh, creates reality and propels us into different parallel realities in which we all know through what pop culture calls Mandela effects. So, and I have been experiencing quite a bit of Mandela effects with this pandemic as well. The numbers keep changing and fluctuating on me and stories keep changing on me as well. So, um, so we can, we could talk about that if you have any questions, but um, from that research, I put all that research into my trilogy which is the Buddhist Mandala series, which let me just get it really quick here. Okay, so the first one, everyone, um, when you go to the description, or you can also go to macabachakras.com, which is my website. And, um, and you can find the links to the books there. But anyways, the, this is the Buddhist Mandalas, Explore Parallel Realities of Sacred Geometry. Um, and it is, uh, if you love sacred geometry, this goes over the Buddhist understanding of the artwork that you see in all Buddhist and Hindu temples, which is the halos around the head and around the body. Um, and it basically explains the scientific understanding of your energy field and how it's, um, how you are energy and that's what you are. And your energy is sacred geometry. Now the level of sacred geometry in which you are decides which realities you go to. And you can go to much higher than 5D um, as, if you want. Um, the second one, the companion one, I just finished this about a month ago. I'm, I'm still working on the audible, but I'm almost done. This is Buddhist Mandalas, Christ Consciousness of a Multidimensional Merkaba. And um, this one, uh, both of them have pictures of me in the back and my children. Let me see here. Sorry. So there's my daughter. There's my son, and um, they love to be in the book covers. So that's just a thing that I do because I, uh, I, I don't have any publishers that tell me what to do and what to censor. So I put what I want out there, and I, you know, do it myself. And that's, you know, what kind of what we have to do these days and age. This day and age is empower ourselves to use the tools, and be creative. And we have each other to teach each other along the way. But anyways, um, the second book, Christ Consciousness of a Multidimensional Merkaba, 
actually goes over how when you have your awakening and, and um, ascension process, which is ascending up your frequency, um, you go into a 5D consciousness, which is a fifth dimensional consciousness of a Christ consciousness. And in Buddhism, Christ is another word for light. It's not a person. It's having more light in you. Okay, like connecting to source, to universal consciousness, that light is that connection to that light in your consciousness. So when you have that, you actually become a healing force. You actually heal people from your Merkaba naturally, because it's just, they can feel that Christ energy. So you get to that part. Um, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of scientific research that goes into this book to explain to you that not only are you energy and you are made of sacred geometry um, and consciousness, but that that consciousness can reach higher levels like Christ consciousness and impact the people around you and your um, environment around you from your energy field alone. And then the third one, which I'm going to wait on because uh, I'm going to experience kind of what this pandemic saga is with humanity because they want to incorporate that in because there's a huge test that humanity is going through right now and all Buddhists see this. And the test is when, when, uh, when major odds are against you and when it's kind of like a David and Goliath kind of thing, um, will, and when you basically don't have a lot of resources, a lot of time, energy, funding, support, and you know the truth, will you do the right thing with integrity? Exactly. Will you stand with integrity? Will you be honest? You know, will you uh, be the real you, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a test. It's a, it's a test for humanity. We're going through a big test right now for humanity. And it's just the beginning of the saga is like, when there is nobody paying you, when there is no glory, when there is nothing besides you're doing this because it's, because you have integrity and this is for you doing this for humanity like all those censored doctors are like i'm just doing this for humanity I, my life courage has been shot down the, the tubes so i'm doing this for humanity when there's no benefit will you do what's right and that is the test that humanity is going through and it requires you to be able to see the polarity, which is the basic lesson that I talk about in these two books, to see the, the dual nature of how um, reality is created and how lessons are created. You need a mirror so that you can see and decide. And when you see those two opin contrasting opinions or, or viewpoints, then you can decide what you want to do next and how you can bridge that, um, that gap, how you can unify that gap, how you can go back to Christ consciousness, how you can go back to unity consciousness and how you can heal everyone. So that is the, that is the challenge that we're going through. And that before I write the third book and finish off the trilogy, trilogy I want to watch how humanity is going to overcome this very huge life lesson that we're going through right now um, and maybe put that into the book as well. So I, 
Yes, that uh, I, we could probably do the entire interview on everything that you just said right there. But I want to kind of, uh, and we'll get into some of that, of course. Um, but I kind of wanted to go to the to the Buddhism route mm-hmm. here. Like, what uh, what relationship does Buddha have to Buddhism? Like, is it kind of like uh, you know, with Christianity? Like, Jesus is a big part of Christianity. Is Buddha a big part of Buddhism? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Nobody worships Buddha. Buddha is, um, the word Buddha, it's a Sanskrit word for Bud, B-U-D-H, and it just means to awake, to awake within the holographic matrix, okay? To be able to wake and see that reality is actually just energy <laughs> moving into shape and form, to, um, to basically have dominion over reality, to basically see the, the codes at play, to babies be able to see reality is malleable based on your consciousness. It just means to be awake within the matrix. Um, Buddha is actually an Aryan prince um, from the, uh, a Hindu family. And he, um, he saw the suffering, went through his journey. He had a spiritual awakening after getting a thousand life reviews. And seeing the whole game, the whole plan of samsara and how this is created after looking over a thousand different lifetimes. It's almost kind of like if you did a hypnosis and went through a thousand different lifetimes and then realized, oh, I planned this and I planned this challenge and I planned that challenge. And this whole thing was just basically created so that I can involve my consciousness to the point that I realize that I have dominion over all this and that consciousness source is actually in me as is in everyone else and that's what he found and so he just became a teacher and he taught what he knows and he taught energy healing metaphysics consciousness everything that we talk about and from that more people started to learn and as they learn more things they would uh, also teach it as well so basically buddhism is just basically like a university of because all the, the monasteries and temples basically became universities and over time they just became um and those those scholars are just regular people studying this and then just they're actually scribes they would scribe and write down everything that they learn and so we have this huge history on canon of material that covers this this whole experience that we are we are experiencing this whole experience of samsara and also of nirvana because they go together so, um, so Buddha, Buddha is the first that um, taught this material. And since then, there have been many other teachers. There's been Kuan Yin, there's been Tara, there's been uh, Bodhidharma, there's been Yeshua Ben Yosef um, um, went through our schools as well. There's been Mary of Magdala um, that went through our schools our schools as well there's been john the baptist that has gone through our schools as well and their stories are actually told in um book two of buddhist mandalas christ consciousness of a multi-dimensional merkaba they're the very last one and their stories um are told there as well about um you know coming into our schools and being taught metaphysics energy healing um and consciousness and there have been many many more and there will be many many more there is no one person that holds the torch Mm, that's amazing uh 
See, I don't really uh, believe or subscribe to any uh, religion, Vaughn, but I can always appreciate and and uh, certain concepts from different religions. But it's almost mm-hmm. like Buddhism that you just described isn't really a religion at all. Mm-hmm. It almost kind of sounds like a uh, a way of life, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the multi dimensional aspects of Buddhism. That, that we are a spiritual being first and, and human second, right? Yep. And that we're all made up of energy and that energy is easily transferable and our, our mood, emotions, and reactions to things uh, affect our environment and the people mm-hmm. we have around us. Would you agree with that? Exactly. So like when you, like, like what, what the first Buddha, the first teacher of um, this path of thinking um siddhartha Gautama was the first and they call him buddha but anyways siddhartha what he taught and what he discovered from his uh, process of awakening and ascension was he discovered the four noble truths and the eightfold path um and just so you guys know i also wrote um the book um this is <laughs> you get all my books on it <laughs> Okay, so for you guys who want to get a simple understanding and application of the Four Noble Truths and Eightfold Path, I actually wrote this book, which is Buddhist Guide to Manifest Parallel Realities Using the Four Noble Truths and Eightfold Path in the Age of Consciousness. Okay, and um, basically it goes over really simple in 200 pages um, what the Four Noble Truths are which is life is suffering, attachment causes suffering, insights remove suffering, and live in the Eightfold Path um, and suffering. And then the Eightfold Path is correct thought, speech, action, livelihood, understanding, effort, concentration, and mindfulness. And if you apply that into anything you're working with in your life, um, it will give you a lot of different ways to find your solution and address it um, so that you can uh, release the dense energy that is holding your frequency down about certain issues and then raise your energy up. And when you raise your personal frequency up to higher and higher levels of consciousness, what happens is that your energy will switch to a reality that fits that frequency. You are no longer a match to a lower, denser reality. And you know this because you may pop, your consciousness may pop into your body and all of a sudden a birthmark that once was there is no longer there. A scar that you once had that has a whole life story is no longer in, that, in your body. And it is your body but it's a parallel version of your body. And you think that that's shifting into a, us shifting into a different timeline is, would be the, the cause of that or a different reality? Mm-hmm. Because I had that's- a, uh, whenever you said that, I had a uh, birthmark on the back of my neck whenever I was really young. And then it just kind of uh, disappeared whenever I got older and it's no longer there. I don't have a birthmark on me at all anymore. Yeah. And how long was, and that birthmark has been there like your whole life, right? Well, it hasn't been there. It faded whenever I 
turned around probably around seven or eight years old. I don't know what happened to ask my mom, but um, when it faded, but I remember uh, since I could look in the mirror uh, and I was running around, it was no longer there. So yeah. When it comes to like, because fate birthmarks can fade. I'm talking like from the next day or the next moment. Hmm. Okay. So I actually, I actually have clients that, um, that I consult with, with the six senses as they work on their spiritual awakening and leveling up their, their energy field, um, that they will come in for their own personal Mandela effects where they, um, they're trying to make sense of the changes in their reality because they had made a change in, um, the way that they saw something. So maybe, uh, I'll give you an example. I have a client who had come in because, um, he knows the mom that he has is a completely different mom than the one that he grew up with because the one that he grew up with, um, he had a big argument growing up as a teen with her and he moved out and went to live with his father um, for the rest of high school. And um, that's the back, that's the backstory. But now all of a sudden he finally got to a point where he forgave his mother and he no longer held her in a certain box and all of a sudden um the reason why he left was because he didn't like the person that his mother married and he his mother married um his his stepfather in high school however in the current reality where i'm talking with my client the mother that he has now same person same looking person same memories but the one difference is the mother that he has now married his stepdad five years ago, not, uh, and he's in his forties, not um, in high school because of a completely different history and his father remembers it as well. So, so they're like, you, what do you equate that to? Do you equate that to which person hopped into a different timeline or a different reality? He did. He did. The, the kid he did. That- he did. The kid. So something happened in, when he changed his perspective and he started to do his own healing work on himself and started to enter this self-help, this awakening, this ascension, all this kind of stuff. And he started to heal the issues that he had about his childhood traumas and the issues that he has about the way he sees different things. Um, it, it completely changed some of the backstory that he grew up with, the history has changed. Um, I have, I, I had another client who, who came in to try to understand what did I do different and how do I live with these changes in my reality, whereby she, her sister, and she was there and she witnessed it. Her sister had broken her, um, injured her leg on the right leg. And now the same exact sister at a barbecue has the injury on the opposite leg. And she's like, how did that happen? You, it was, I was there. And she's like, no, I, I felt this way. So in this reality that she's in right now, the history changed where she felt on a different way. So um, which completely changed around the, uh, the story of how it happened. So you're going to have people who have slightly different history when they change their consciousness. And the reason why is because when you change your consciousness, when you raise your frequency, when you work on those dense issues that has held down your frequency, you are going to 
your consciousness is going to instantly flip to another reality that is more of a, um, a match to the new frequency. If you want to go back, you just go back to and change your, re- your perspective to the old way. But it's hard to change back to the old way and the old perspective because once you walk through that door of healing and um, awakening ascension, you can't go back and put blinders on. Now you, you can't go and un, un, unknow and unfeel what you've just grown into. That's why it's hard to go backwards. So do you think that the many of us have experienced these kind uh, of uh, reality shifts or going into different timelines? And a lot of us don't even realize it because we don't have the awareness of it. Well, yeah, we don't, you, you don't have the awareness of it or you don't want it. It's too much. Uh, it's too unfamiliar. So you don't want to recognize it. So, you know, they have this very fascinating, um, like, the, you, you know, those, those fun Mandela effects, um, surveys and quizzes people take. So I'm, so when you were growing up, do you remember Publishers Clearinghouse? Yes. Okay. And what's the story when you were growing up regarding Publishers Clearinghouse? The Publishers Clearinghouse would come and surprise you at your home and knock on your door and give you a big check that you, uh, it's Publishers Clearinghouse. You know, who is it? It's Publishers Clearinghouse. And they so the prize a- van. And who is the person that would give the winnings to, was there, was there a person? Honestly, I don't think so. I, I don't remember uh, a person. Okay. So what, what, so what, what was it? So when somebody opened the door and publishes Clearing's house comes through and they give, you know, give them the, the check, what did they open the door to? Uh, I mean, I guess it would be a person, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but do you remember watching the commercials growing up? I remember some of the uh, commercials very vaguely. I, I think it was a group of people, right? It was two or three people or maybe one. I'm not uh, 100% sure. Yeah. So when I was growing up, it was Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon from the WWE? Ed McMahon. Um, so Ed McMahon was the face and representative of Publishers Clearinghouse. And he would go in the prize van with a couple other people. And they would have the balloons and the, the roses and the big check. And they would pop up somebody's house and be like, you've just won pub- Publishers Clearinghouse. And it was Ed, Ed McMahon, you know, the one who's like, Lifestyles of the rich and famous. He hosted that. Um, it was, I think, it was in the eighties, early nineties, a, a, a uh, TV show uh, on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah, that, yeah. So he was the one when I was growing up, and I know this for a fact because my dad even told me before he passed away that I asked him that, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's Ed McMahon." Because through my childhood, he would always get the Reader's Digest um, books and subscriptions so that he can make entry for the lottery because he really wanted to win it and he finally won something it was a $50 lawn chair set that we drove across the state to go pick up but he was so excited that he finally won something but he was always waiting to see if um, Ed McMahon was going to come and deliver the check for him so in my reality it was Ed McMahon but that doesn't exist publishers clearinghouse says that they never had Ed McMahon um, be their spokesperson. So that's the one thing. The other thing is there's a lot of people who, let me ask you this, do you, M- M- Nelson Mandela, 
Did he become president or did he die in jail? Uh, I think he died in jail, right? In your memory, what was your memory of Nelson Mandela's life? Uh, I don't really, honestly, I, that you, you put me on the spot on that one. I don't really. Uh, okay. Don't so you say he died in jail? Like, but yes, I am aware that he, that he uh, supposedly died in jail, yes. Okay, so you, your memory and you're a completely sane person, I know you are, is that Nelson Mandela died in jail. He never left jail. Yes. Okay. You, you should go to Google and look it up. Nelson Mandela never died in jail. He got out of jail, and he became the president of South Africa. And he died many years ago um, in his senior years. And that's the reality in which I grew um, I'm familiar with. He never died in jail. So what what do you think is uh, ca- causing this to happen? I mean, is it because the the easily explainable thing that people always say is that our memories are wrong, right? Okay, that, right, that, right. That we're remembering it wrong, and because whenever time and and it is proven that whenever time lapses in between an event and then the memory of the event, some things can subtly changed. That's why, that's why the CIA and a lot of the three-letter agencies have you sign a document whenever something is super secret that you can't speak about it for a certain period of time, right? Because right, right. Your memory starts to, to uh, you know, decompose the, the actual event. Right. So the thing is, is that you can, you can take these, the evidence is off of the millions and millions of people who have no skin in the game. They have um, no interest in lying about their experience. You don't tell them any information and you just ask them a simple question and they all answer it exactly the same and they have different views of how, for example, Nelson Mandela died in prison or he became the president of South Africa. And um, they've done many of these and the evidence is on the people who have the same exact story. So what is happening is you have people from different realities changing their frequency somehow and they are popping into the reality that matches them. And you're going to have people who come from different realities coming into the same reality. So and we're either we're always merging, we're always diverging, you know, always merging and diverging. But when you look at Buddhist and Hindu art history, you see um, that they always portray the master teacher who is more aware of how they change their frequency and travel between different multiverses. You always see them, like they say, they have the two halos, one around the body, one around the head. It's already scientifically proven that we all have this and that we're energy. And then you always see that they have uh, multiple arms and multiple heads. It's not because they have 10,000 arms and 10,000 heads. Um, It's because they have 10,000 versions of them in 10,000 different realities. Like Kuan Yin always has um, all of the, and Vishnu have all his his different um, versions himself. And then if you look at the um, the art history images, you always have them and parallel versions of them going out into the ethers because there's parallel versions of reality going out into ethers. So, and it's, it's, it's consistent and it's been going on for thousands of years 
Buddhist and Hindu art history has been portraying the same exact thing over and over and over again, is that our consciousness is what changes our reality and puts us um, into different multiverses. Kind of based on perspective, right? Because I've, on- I've been seeing that for a while uh, since I kind of started the show is that everything is based on perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And if you, yeah. if you can get a group of people to agree with something or to believe in something, because our belief is the strongest uh, mm-hmm. thing that we have on the planet is our belief in something. Yep. So if, we, if, if they've got a group of people collectively to believe in something that therefore brings it in to those people that believe in it, their reality, right? Yeah. So it's it, it's kind of like selling people. Um, it's kind of like advertisements. Okay, they have to keep on harping the same advertisement to you five, six, ten different times before you kind of go. Hmm, I think I actually do want to get that. Mm. But um, some things they can they can repeat retarget over and over again and you're still going to go yeah still i i know my childhood that did not happen and so some things you can't just you can't just um put the wool over um some people and that's and those are those are the ones who they're like hmm it's gonna be a problem <laughs> and then that's how <laughs> it's, it it's, it's too many neos walking around <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's how it really works in in everything in our reality, right? They, they're. Uh, I don't really want to use that example because that could get me, um, give me another strike. But okay, let's use uh, uh, Jesus for example. Okay, let's say uh, we have to get everybody to believe in this uh, Jesus figure that Jesus died for our sins and that we have to worship. Jesus and then we but but it doesn't matter at that point when you've gotten everyone to believe that Jesus was a real physical person and the son of God it doesn't matter if he really was or wasn't as long as you have the majority of the population believing that he was and that then makes it real to them is am I sort of right right you can right you can make real what you want to make real because you you create your reality per se there's also a collective reality of a collective consciousness that we all play into as well but you have you have um control over your individual but with regards to yeshua i don't call him jesus because that's the name that the romans gave him and that's not his legitimate name in buddhism we call him by his real name which is yeshua ben yosef um son of yosef son of joseph and um yeshua in our records existed we he 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 um his parents so i go through this a lot in um, book two of buddhist mandalas but basically um yeshua's is a toku um, which in buddhism is um basically an ancient soul that came to help raise consciousness um modern day words for toku children are star seeds indigos whatever but basically really really ancient souls that um decided to come to this lower reality to help raise consciousness to help kind of level bring people up um in the consciousness level um but his parents um mary and yosef they uh the monks there's three monks of 
of ours, they were following Vedic astrology and they noticed a star that wasn't uh, following normal patterns. And um, they followed it to Yeshua's parents who were um, part of the, it was like Gnostics, Gnostics. So anyways, so they went there, they followed his parents and say, hey, you have a toku uh, when it's when he's older enough, bring him to our monasteries. We're teaching everything that we know about consciousness, metaphysics and energy healing and sacred geometry um, amongst many. So that he could prepare for some of the things that he had to do when he was getting older, like go to the Egyptian mystery schools and excel in that and then do a couple other things that he needed to do to fulfill the prophecy. Um, that was already charted out for him. So when he was old enough, they brought him to our schools. He was raised in um, all the literature that we had at the time in the monasteries. And then, you know, he he, he grew up and um, went and lived on his life. The, the thing is, is that um, he didn't die in the crucifixion. He actually came back to the monastery with his wife, Mary Magdala, Mary of Magdala, Israel, and his cousin and his best friend. Um, and he ended up living in India for um, pretty much until old age, had three children. One is Boaz, one is Sarah, and there's another one, which um, the name escapes me. But anyways, um, and they, they the, some of the kids went to Europe because they didn't want to stay in India. So anyways, um, but... That's a whole different story. I don't, I don't write too much into that in the books. But anyways, so we have documentation proving that he really existed. However, the information for his full life is not taught in Western religious canon because um, they'll give you a figure to help you um, find solace in, but they're not going to give you all the information about awakening ascension learning energy healing and raising your frequency and how you have dominion over um, physical form and the holographic matrix and reality, because then the people have the power and that is where they stop. Unless yes. you go into Buddhism and you'll get the rest. 100%. I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly, Vaughn. But the, the, the issue and the problem arises when We've got when the, the inform is exactly like what you just said when the, the entire information isn't disseminated to the people. So therefore, if you were to tell that story of Yeshua to someone that's believed in the religious doctrine of Christianity mm-hmm. that Christ that Christ came down here for our sins, died. You know, he was a a, a shoemaker's uh, boy. He came down here to die for our sins. He was the son of God. And that he died, uh, he was crucified on the cross by the Romans, and then he came back, he died on, uh, you know, arose three days later, and then come back and then ascended directly into heaven. See, if you were to tell that story, uh, the, the, the real version of that to somebody that's been indoctrinated with those beliefs, they would freak out on you. Oh, yeah, and that's fine. And they cannot explain. And here's the thing, here's the thing. The thing is, is that um, the earth completed a 25,000, I think it's like 25,950, about 26,000 year um, cycle. Okay. And when it completed its cycle, it completed on um, 2,555. All right. So Buddhist era. So 2,555 in Buddhist era 
calendar is 2012. That's when the earth completed a cycle. It, they completed the cycle of polarity. We enter a new cycle. Um, and the new cycle is the um, cycle of unity consciousness, higher dimensional consciousness, fifth dimensional consciousness and above. So anyways, what that means is that everything and in 2012, everybody knows this, who's really into this um, type of indigenous work, that a lot of indigenous cultures like um, chiefs of the of the Easter Islands, uh, Native American chiefs, Mayan chiefs, et cetera, and Buddhism, and so many more, they did the awakening ceremonies around 2012 to just recognize the close of a cycle. The new cycle is that everything is in a higher frequency and getting higher all the time. And they've measured this with Schumann resonance of earth, that the earth is spinning faster, time is going faster, everything is higher. And what happens is in these higher energies, um, things manifest faster, things come up faster. So your, 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 your hidden demons will come up faster for you. Um, things won't be hidden too long. Um, you know, so what you need to do is you need to work on those issues that you have repressed because it's going to come up faster, more creative for you to address it and learn from it so that you learn how to create more um, responsibly your next best higher experience. Because if you don't have any negative skeletons in the closet and issues that come up, then what you have is just more abundance, more positivity, more opportunity, et cetera. And it's going to happen for more and more people faster. What happens as well in these higher energies is that as people raise their consciousness and they raise their frequency, their six senses will come up as well, naturally come up on their own. And so people are going to have kind of a spiritual crisis where their reality is going to change. Uh, and they're going to be wondering, why did my backstory different? Why is my body different? Why is the neighbor's house different? You know, all these different crises about the holographic matrix being foreign to them. So um, there's a lot of things going on at play as we transition to these higher levels of consciousness, higher levels of reality on earth. And so the thing with your question is, how do you explain all these people raising their frequency and changing reality, going into higher um, dimensions of reality, having communication with beings of higher dimensions and reality, um, manifesting things faster, doing energy healing or just being present and being the healing energy that they are, um, having these six senses and not just one, two, or five, just they just keep on growing. We, we're evolving into an advanced human. And an advanced human in Buddhism is a teacher, it's a Buddha, somebody who's awake within the holographic matrix who finally understands how their consciousness creates reality. And with that creation ability, you can create your own version of hell or you can create your own version of heaven. Okay, and that's what they can't explain in these other sources. They can't explain these people. And because you, it's easy to put down one, but if you can't put down a whole population of them, you have to recognize the real backstory. Yes, uh, I agree with you. And 
you mentioned reality and, uh, uh, you know, kind of what we're operating in. Uh, so like what I'm curious on what the, the Buddhists take or from your perspective of, you know, what we're living in is because, you know, some have theorized we're kind of living in a simulation, artificial projected reality, hologram, you know, of sorts, you know, and others think we live on the back of a turtle, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> we're flat earth or whatever, etc. cetera. And, yeah. Yeah. And some of those are, you know, more outlandish than others, of course, which is okay because the beautiful thing about all of those theories is it kind of helps people to question, right. And mm -hmm. things aren't the way that they kind of seem and that's been presented to them. Right. And they could also possibly be right. You know, anything and everything's possible. Right. But what is the, the Buddhist view of what we're living in? What we're living in is one. These are, these are the facts. Um, one, you are energy. Okay. Your consciousness. is projecting reality into form. Okay, that's that's true. And they've proven it in science that the someone's really not liking uh <laughs> what she's having to say there. She's freezing up hardcore. She was saying something super important too. Pushing forward, it's being recorded, right? Don't worry about it. just yeah. keep pushing forward and yeah. it's being recorded. So anyways, and I'll um, go back to the uh, second one, please. <laughs> okay. So the first one again is that we are energy. Everybody knows this as energy. You are a sentient consciousness. Okay. We're like all fractal mana broad set expressions of source. Okay. Playing our, our different uh, versions. So anyways, you are energy. That's the first truth. The second truth is that because you are conscious, sentient energy field, um, you create physical reality into form. Okay, this is the, that explains the changes in the multiverse. I explains the changes in your physical reality when you change your consciousness from one version to another. Okay, Man, um, Mandela effect. So your consciousness creates and projects your physical reality in the form. And they've already proven this in science that when they research physical form and they go into it space becomes more space becomes more space becomes nothing it's just energy that is holding the forms together when you change that energy you change the form okay and in buddhism the advanced health is energy healing which is wave particle light energy if you put the dna of healthy whatever you want into the light and you project it to um the being you will project that new light code okay that's the next advancement that that um that modern medicine will eventually get to realizing is that light energy is what helps transform health okay it's just energy healing <laughs> it's just consciousness um so but anyways but it's our consciousness that creates physical form. And because our consciousness creates physical form, we, what we think 
So the first thing we do is we think something. Well, first we do is we feel something. So you say, you see something, you have a first emotion about it. You feel something. Then you think something, then your brain kind of goes, it starts thinking something. So you have a thought. And then um, that thought projects and that feeling projects some, you know, words or descriptions to you. And then you put yourself into motion and you create that experience. So it, it, it's a natural thing. You don't have to think about it. We do it naturally all the time. We're constantly creating our next best experience through our feelings, through our thoughts, through seeing the words play out or seeing what you want to play out through responding in physical action to create that experience. And that's all we're doing. We're constantly creating this physical reality in each and every current moment. Okay. And if you don't like something, you've got to do something about it because you've already felt it. You've already thought it. You've already seen it. Now you have to create the experience. You have to create the physical experience. And when you, and when you work towards putting your energy and effort into the creating the physical experience, you do change physical reality. And I've seen this with the current um, endemic that we're going through where I've seen the numbers change. I've seen we've already hit certain targets and now I changed my mind on something and now we're like really far away from that target and it's, it's constantly changing. So I'm seeing the numbers change. I'm seeing the stories change um, all the time because I'm putting my energy into creating a different reality that I would prefer to experience than the one that is going through right now. And, and the more to... people that subscribe to that and put their piece into it, the more it pushes the tide into a different reality. Yes, yeah, so we all have to agree too. I think that that's how... No, 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 you don't have to agree. That's the thing, you don't have to agree because um, you're going to go to the reality that, that fits you. So the people who are awake and aware of how they create reality are the ones who have the most influence, okay? The most influence on how reality changes. Not the people who are, who are what they call sleeping, but um, the, the Neos, the, the writers and the Von Gauls and those others in, in a society, which is a very small percentage, by the way, very small percentage, have most of the power. Okay, we don't have to do very much to push the tide. So, so you don't really uh, agree with the concept that, that the only reason and the only way that there's a physical reality and there's physical things in this 3D reality is because we've all agreed upon it. Like, why, why can't we walk through that wall? Why can't I phase my hand through this table right here? Why can't I put my hand through this microphone? Yeah. So we've agreed to we've agreed to certain things, just like those basic principles of gravity. We've agreed to those certain things, but um, you can have your own little exercise if you if you get into a certain consciousness. And I've done this um, uh, before, where you get into a certain consciousness and you look at reality and you see beyond the solid form and you see the energy. Like I would look at a rack uh, a towel rack and I would see the energy and 
it wouldn't be a tower rack anymore. It would be a form of waves vibrating to look like a tower rack. And if I wanted to, I'd put my hand right through it. No problem. You know, but that's just, just that, that's just for you to understand that reality is actually very malleable. Okay. Everything's very malleable. However, we do subscribe to certain things just to make it easy for all of us to play in the sandbox together. Like, oh, not everybody can fly. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. just, you have to agree to some certain things like to the form because otherwise it'd be, we'd be living in a Picasso painting all the time and it, this would be very boring. Yeah, yeah. There would have to be a set uh, kind of uh, rules that kind of everyone uh, follows in this uh, game that we're playing because... See, I think, uh, Vaughn, that, that yep. we are all creators, right? We are. We are all fragments of source, whatever you want to uh, call them. People have different names for, mm-hmm. for what they uh, think source is. But in my perspective, I think we are here to play the game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, re- to yeah. remember who we are as a physical and spiritual being, you know, to to mm-hmm. to our true identity and the deeper and deeper i dive into all of these theories and concepts and the more people that i talk to about these kinds of subjects the more it becomes abundantly clear that we are just living out a giant board game yeah yeah the the word that buddhism calls this experience we call it a sojourn have a great sojourn you know, um, we wish you the best in your sojourn. So sojourn is just another word for some, uh, for journey. Okay. For experience, for excursion, for vacation, for, um, game, however you want to call it. So some people don't like that, that concept that, that life, physical life is a game for the consciousness because, you know, they want to take it more serious, but, um, when you're just energy, Okay, and then you want to experience different things. These are excursions. These are excursions. Um, and they don't last forever because every, every good game ends at some point and you have to go to the next one if you want to. Or you can go and cocoon in Nirvana with Source, hang out forever and maybe get popped out <laughs> for another ascension. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but... There's a lot, there's a lot of high frequency people born now and will be continue to be born. And, um, you know, just a, just a little teaser on what's to come. Um, because it will be much harder in these higher energies to have children. Many of the children that come through will have to be high frequency to get through those barriers. Okay. So... Um, but we're going to have to go through a little bit. Uh, there's going to be a little bit. We're going through a test right now. So there's going to be a little bit of um, challenges. But those challenges are for us to learn and grow through. So um, so when do, do you think, a, when do you think, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. When do you think that uh, we are going to be in the clear of all this? Like, when do you think that we're going to hit that uh, that critical mass uh, ascension five uh, D whatever you want to call it. Uh, when do you think that, that that's going to happen? Is there? It's already happening. 
it's already happening. So here's the thing. So just really quick, I know everybody has different uh, perspectives on it. And they've already proven this in science that uh, when, there's, when they're measuring um, consciousness and your brain, that the brain can actually reach up to 11 dimensions. Okay. And when, every time you go, the brain accesses more levels of dimensions. It just, it has more lights and more fuses, more, it's more complicated, it's more things going on. Okay. Um, but the human brain, they know in science can reach up to 11 dimensions. All right. The dimensions are from within your consciousness. It is your soul energy. It is your sentient energy. That is the one that's accessing these higher dimensions. And They've measured it in brain research that we can go up to 11. We, we can go up even higher too. They just don't know how to measure that. So third dimension is just basically a construction of forms. Just basic, basic. And you're always going to still have that. But when you reach for higher consciousness, uh, fourth dimension is just a measure of time, you know, past, present, future, just a measurement of time. You're still going to have that too when you get to, to, to the next level of consciousness. Fifth dimensional consciousness is unity consciousness. It is that present moment where it all exists and since you're in when you reach and live in that present moment that you understand everything exists at the same time when you heal something about whatever your issue was when you heal in the present moment you automatically change the past and you change the future in any present moment that you're working on so the most important moment is the present moment you're living right now and that is 5d consciousness and above okay this is always happening within your conscious you're still going to be 4d you're still going to be 3d you're still going to be 5d you can be 60 you can be whatever consciousness you want but because you you integrate it it's kind of like when you think of consciousness and raising your frequency it's like when you're going to grade school when you make it to college or you make it to high school you don't disregard all the grades and all the things that you learn along the way you still graduated kindergarten, you still graduated sixth grade, you still graduated high school, you still have those experiences that you, you put in, um, you know, to yourself. So as we graduate and level up our frequency and our, and our energy to higher levels of consciousness, we're still going to integrate all those other dimensions into this experience, okay? But for some people, they, they don't understand those higher levels of consciousness yet. So they're still stuck at creating reality based on a, off a third dimensional construct. Right. And that's what I, that's really what I'm meaning. I didn't really mean that on like an individual level, because there are people that are going through this individual ascension. I meant more on like a, a collective level, because right now the, it seems like, which, you know, I, I don't uh, know for sure, but it seems like that the collective is in disarray right now. They don't know what's happening. They don't know what's going on, you know? So then that makes things uh, more difficult. And then it also comes down to what I was kind of talking about earlier, whenever you were talking about, you know, Jesus and the real, you know, story of Jesus. Well, you have people that, that are never going to understand that concept yeah. that you said yeah. about Jesus, that because they've been, so indoctrinated into a system of belief that mm -hmm. they only see that very narrow version of reality and can only play with reality given the the rules that, that they've uh, that they believe and the the ways that they have to move within the game right yeah yeah 
And that is fine because in somebody who is of higher dimensional frequency respects everyone is in their journey. Okay. Because, because in order for them to get to those higher frequencies, they respect everyone has to go through their own journey. They have to go through the different levels on their own in their own time. Okay. So we're not going to force something that you're not ready for to digest onto you yet because then you're just going to short okay how many people have you seen where you try to force awakening ascension higher consciousness just 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 talking to them about um about mandela effects and changing the multiverse they literally right in front of your eyes just start shorting like yeah they either check okay. out yeah they yeah. either check out or they run opposite hard in the other direction <laughs> yeah they just change the subject all of a sudden oh you know i mean they just like literally freeze and short or you you just ruin their world they're trying to get back to their old world so they can exist how many have you have you, you try to i mean just give them a quick mandela effect um quiz or just if you know them like i actually had a girlfriend i um that she, she shifts as well and i told her hey this restaurant is back and she's like what like, yeah, this restaurant is back. we should go to this restaurant um and go eat in it before we shift to another reality where it's no it's no longer there and she's like oh we gotta do that you know so it's so if and i love those i love those people who i can um who i can share experiences of you know dining at different restaurants and between different multiverses um, and they're there with me but you know you're gonna have you're gonna have people who like i i remember having two different experiences on the same day um you know if you go if you guys go to my website mercabachakras.com there's links there about six sense consultation that i give to people and the six sense consultations a lot of them are about um mandela effects or shifting parallel realities it is a sixth sense being able to be consciously aware of traveling between the multiverse is a sixth sense. Okay. It is an ability that some people have the ability to do and do it really, really well. That, okay. So you are a Buddha. You are awake within the matrix and you're playing with it. So some realities I can't stand. <laughs> and you just brought up something that I remember that happened to me. Uh, you just triggered a memory that I almost forgot about that that happened to me like uh, maybe like a month ago, right? And what happened? Well, I was driving, right? Uh, I, I drive on the five, uh, you know, on my way to work. I live in California, so I go uh, south on the five uh, mm -hmm. every uh, every day to work. And uh, I had uh, some people in the vehicle with me. We we went to a. Uh, uh, we went out to do something. I think we went um, go-karting like at uh, mm -hmm. K2, uh, K1, what I keep calling it K2 for some reason, but that's a whole different thing. But K1, the go-karting place. And um, on our way back, I felt very disoriented because it seemed like the terrain had changed. The road had changed. The, my entire environment had changed mm -hmm. and I was like going downhill right and and I work uh you know in, in southern California and it, there's really no 
downhill uh, slopes on my way to work for sure. Mm-hmm. I knew this, you know, because I'm very uh, observant of my environment and no matter where I am, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that there's no downhill slopes on my way to work. And all of a sudden I'm driving and I have six people, six other people in the car and I'm driving and all of a sudden I'm going downhill. And it seemed like my entire environment had changed. And right over to the right of Mm -hmm. me, there was supposed to, there's like a cliff and like right there is like the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't see an ocean. And it was tripping me out really hard. I was like, what is going on? I'm kind of like having a mini freak out because I'm like, Uh (laughs) where am I? What am I doing? You know what I mean? Like what's happening? And I wanted to say something so bad to the people that were in the vehicle with me. I wanted to be like, are you guys seeing this like are we in the right place like did I take a wrong turn somewhere or something you know what I mean did you get anybody corroborate with you any of your memories or from those no. you, you know your drive you've driven it many many times you know what you expect several times several uh-huh. times and I'm very yeah. aware of all of that and all of a sudden it just seemed like it was completely different to me and, and I tripped out but no I I, uh, what did you do different prior to that? Did you make a decision about something or did you see something different? Did you make a change in your perspective on something? Honestly, you know? I didn't really uh, uh, think about it. I think it was just a, a normal um, everyday, uh, you know, workday on a, on a Saturday, on a, on a Saturday evening, afternoon, you know, and uh, we went go-karting and uh we're on our way back i was on my way back to work and this thing just kind of uh happened and i'm like holy crap and i and i was trying to wrap my brain around it like and i didn't Mm -hmm. know if to say something to somebody else because i i work in a field that um it's not kind of looked uh you know fondly on uh you know thing talking about uh certain things like that you know yeah 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 i understand so I didn't get the opportunity to ask. And I don't think really anybody else was kind of paying attention, right? They were all on their phones. Mm-hmm. They were kind of doing their own thing, but it was very strange to me. And then it almost like, as I was going down the hill, uh, it was just an instant. And then boom, I was like, right back to the way things <laughs> normally were. Right. And then so all the, of a sudden the, I was the, kind the, of going the, 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 the oceans was still there or the hillside all of a sudden was in that spot it well i just kind of like kept driving and i kept driving mm-hmm. straight and then all of a sudden i was going back uphill again and then i was going around the the curve right before mm-hmm. i took the exit to, to go to my work and then the ocean was back there but it was almost like i passed that already yeah but i hadn't it was yeah. it was very strange and very weird yeah so you're shifting you're shifting between realities can't pick one, huh? Are you trying to pick one? <laughs> I to pick one. Honestly, I. Yeah, honestly, I don't necessarily like because I'm because I'm I'm shifting too, and so I um. I just have I'm always having to ground myself like oh okay well was, I'll go I'll go with this I'll go along with this for a little while and then and see how it goes, um because you constantly have to rebalance yourself and rebalance yourself a little bit when something changes. And the, the biggest trip is when people change, when there's like completely different people, same people, but a different version of them. And so kind of trying to, you know, balance. And I have a lot of clients for, who come for six sense consultations 
who are trying to make sense of the changes in their spouse or in their children or in their girlfriend or whatever. Um, and I had, I had the, you know, actually, um, I have it on my, my YouTube channel as well. I did a podcast book interview with, um, about six senses and the six root race in Buddhism, um, on earth. But anyways, the, the host asked me, you know, cause he always in his life had blue eyes and he read my book, Buddhist Mandalas. And watch some of the, the some of the material just to get content for interviewing me. Um, and one day he looked himself in the mirror and he had brown eyes. His eyes completely changed, and it stayed that way. And it's been many many months now. It stayed that way. His whole family is like, Whoa, "What happened to your blue eyes?" <laughs> and so he asked me about that, and I explained the same thing to you. You obviously change your frequency. You change your consciousness. Um, you know, you're still the same person. But obviously, your higher frequency has brown eyes. So learn to love the brown. Same thing with I have clients who, because um, my husband's his eyes changed as well when he started changing his frequency. He he had blue, what these beautiful blue eyes, and now he has gray eyes. So which is fine. I love gray too. Um, but you're gonna see some of those changes in yourself that other people are gonna notice. And when other people notice you know then you're like oh I'm having my own personal Mandela effects here going on so you have to kind of you know you know just like the Buddha saying nothing is permanent everything changes constantly that is actually talking about not necessarily our reality always changing constantly was that's true but it is your consciousness that is constantly growing and changing that is changing your reality and yourself so um you know, like I had a client whose spouse was a completely different personality. And I and I said, well, do you still love her? And he's like, yeah. It's like, well, you still want to be with her? He's like, yes. I was like, well, guess what? You just got the chance to fall in love with your spouse all over again and have this version fall in love with you. So he's like, oh, I didn't think about that. And I was like, yeah, so have some fun. Go on date nights. And so he's been having a great time getting to know his new current wife <laughs> so sometimes there's a little grounding but I don't necessarily know exactly why we go into some realities versus other realities that I'm not you know sometimes you think that okay, I'm doing all this work and manifesting my ne next best experience and then I get this reality and it seems chaotic why is this the higher reality we don't know what's going to happen around the corner we don't know how we're going to like butterfly from the cocoon. Yeah. And that could have been, you know, me shifting mm -hmm. into a uh, more positive uh, timeline or, you know, it, I think it could have been a, you know, an array of different things because as you were talking there, I was just kind of thinking about, cause you know, we're, we're multi-dimensional beings, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. we're existing on all levels of consciousness simultaneously. The past, present, and future is all coalescing into one moment. You know, mm -hmm. time isn't linear in right. that fashion, right? So what if a bifurcation already happened and we are living in a 5D reality already? Mm -hmm. and does that make any sense i don't know if that yeah makes sense. yeah so um a lot of people in buddhist circles say that we're already in 5d we've been in there since 2012 
but um, the earth is is so gracious with people that yeah, like you know, like I said earlier, we don't want to short people. So it will raise the energy gradually, and it's going to be a nice gradual one. So it's not going to short people or um, you know be too much of a change. But we are going through drastic changes very quickly, very very quickly. So um, you know, with with the current pest that humanity is going through right now with the pandemic, we have we are seeing and experiencing how um, easily it is for us to um, be manipulated and to go against our, our, our best um, intuitions and our best um, judgment. And we're learning from that. And we're learning that um, people are actually much more creative and resilient against injustice than, um, than we even know. We are stronger than we even give ourselves credit. I mean, I changed my reality four weeks ago when my father passed away. Um, went to the airport and um, had to deal with some of the passports with the with the uh, the current vax, um, and just to get into California where you are, because my father lives in Fresno, and it was just it was light suggested with the airlines, but I had to deal with some of that, and I had a taste of that and I said oh hell no this is not the reality that I want to experience I have no interest in being part of this reality I have you know I had had a feeling I was like no I'm not really into that people aren't going to be stupid enough to do that I had the thought oh no it's not going to happen I saw the 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 information being sent I was like "Mm, no people are no it's not going to happen I didn't believe it and then consciousness the universe physically put me in an experience that was undeniable. My father passed away. I had to go and see him before they pulled the plug within six hours. I had to get from Seattle to Fresno. And then I dealt with the passport issue at the airport, which I never expected would be a reality. And so I didn't, I physically was put into an experience that was undeniable and I was forced to make a decision. And the decision I was forced to make that I chose to make was that I don't want this reality to come into form. And so when I made that decision, I came back home and the restaurant that I always loved that is not available anymore, it closed out, all of a sudden popped back. And so now I'm like, I have to go there with my girlfriend. Um, and I told my husband, he's like, no, that place is closed. We, we went there for when they closed years ago. And I said, no, no, it's always been open. And so he's like, oh my God, we got to go there. But anyway, some things started changing. And then I looked at the numbers of how many people have been, you know, gotten the, the current vaccination for this specific pandemic. And that number has changed a lot um, going backwards. And so a lot of things were going backwards. And so I was noticing changes in the media, changes in, and things were coming forward. And in very quickly within a four-week cycle, um, that other reality that could have came into full fruition that I had a taste of is moving farther and farther away from my presence. Um, and sometimes that's how, re- that's how consciousness, because remember, you're... You are an aspect of consciousness. You are source living out an experience. And um, it's not going to make a decision for you. It's not going to tell you what to do, how to do it, or when to do it. Because there'll be no point in you existing. 
Okay. It gets the most gratitude watching and experiencing you grow and enjoy your next best experience that you create from within your consciousness and how you create um, reality because you do have dominion over it. And so when you make those decisions, then you move forward with all your energy and your efforts to create the reality you want. And, and that's what I chose to do. And I am seeing those changes in reality in real time. So that's kind of how you can gauge where you're going. Like, am I moving further away from the one that I don't like? Or am I moving closer to the one that I want? Yes, uh, as a beautiful explanation. I hope people really uh, grasp uh, what you just said there and, and take that in. Uh, mm-hmm into account and you know um really take that on you know because a lot of uh um you have a lot of knowledge and a lot of uh experiences and uh i I thank you so much for you know coming on here and chatting with me and, and talking about your experiences it was it was very enlightening for me and hopefully it was uh enlightening for the people um that were listening um so if, uh, one last thing before I let you go, mm-hmm. uh, could you give, uh, I know you've kind of already explained it uh, right there, but maybe a little bit of advice uh, for people that are kind of having a really rough time uh, during this and a lot of uncertainty about what's going on in the world. Is there um, any advice that you can give them and maybe help them shift their perspective or shift their right or maybe change their reality uh, a little bit to, uh, for their highest and best good yeah so the thing is is that um you know remember we, we all our consciousness you know source god the universe whatever you want to call it is in each and every single one of us and we have dominion over reality we are creating it um as we speak and not everybody wants to create the same reality. However, a lot of people are choosing to co-create together as a conscious collective, okay? And when that is happening in real time, you may not get everything you want, but you may get some kind of compromise, okay? So um, the next best experience may not be exactly what you thought was going to happen, but it may be somewhat of a compromise because remember, we're playing in a collective sandbox, okay? So, um, which is good. And I, I, I do hypnosis here and I do six sense consultations. And so I get a lot of other people's experiences to gauge where they're going and where I'm going um, along with them. And the thing is, is that when we are cocooning, it is always scary but we don't know how we're going to butterfly. That's the exciting part of it. And in this journey that we've been going, there's been times where I have cried my eyes out for days. Um, and there's been times where I'm just like jumping for joy, like, oh, we made it through the algorithm. Or we figure out how to like, we figure out how to expose um, the injustice or, you know, whatever. So there's been times where I've, I'm noticing other people pick up the torch and more and more people picking up the torch um, in, in finding creative ways to do things in how they want to, how they want to ride this life lesson that we are all going through. Um, and there is no end journey. 
it is a constant changing thing um, because there is no end to consciousness. All we do is just experience new experiences. Okay. So if you wanted an end to experience anything, you can go ahead and return to Nirvana. We reabsorb of source and not choose to reincarnate in any experience within samsara. Fourth, fifth, tenth dimension, eleventh dimension, different planets, different multiverses, different um, incarnations. You don't have to participate in any of that. You can just go and get reabsorbed with source and be in, in bliss. And that's fine too. Because both experiences are fine in consciousness. Because experiencing it all. So when I do my um, hypnosis and my sixth sense consultations, I always get the same message. And I, always, I want to leave your audience with this. So source says this, and I put it up in these simple words. And this is what source wants everybody to know as we are creating our next best experience, whatever that is. Source says, you've always been enough. Use the gifts and resources all around you to create a life you want to experience. A life full of joy and love. The spirit world will nudge you through synchronicity. You could do it. Thank you so much, Vaughn. That was beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on my show and uh, and talking me, talking with me with about these things. Holy crap! I'm just kind of lost for words right now. That was that was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I'd love oh, to have you're you. welcome. Love to have you back on sometime. We could probably uh, talk for uh, another hour or, or two. Uh, you know, I have well, all, all kinds of different... meeting the audience. You're really yeah. going to blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I did I have so many questions about reincarnation and like all, all of that and, uh, you know, the, the astral realms and, and everything. So I would love to have you back on sometime in the future uh, to, uh, you know, um, uh, talk about some of these subjects and some other questions uh, that I have, if you would be willing, of course. Of course, I'd be happy to. Awesome. Thank you so much. Is there, uh, where can people uh, find you if they would like to um, uh, gr- find out more information about your books and uh, if they would like to book a, a, a consultation with you or yeah, get a regression? Sure. Or anything? sure, sure. So everybody, the website is Merkaba Chakras, M-E-R- K-A-B-A chakras, like your seven chakras.com. And in there, you can find the links to my books that take you straight to the Amazon page to, to purchase the books that you want. Um, if you are going through your own spiritual crisis right now or your own um, six senses that are kind of going out of control, I do six sense consultation, which you can find there as well. Um, uh, if you want to learn about your different life, previous lives or past lives, future lives, whatever, um, I, I, offer hypnosis which is both online and in person and i mostly get online from different parts of the world um because it's much more convenient and then in person there's too much pressure with the in person for some people so it's easier when it's like in your home um so but there's there's that and then um if you love metaphysical jewelry i actually also offer a lot of sacred geometry jewelry from a lot of different indigenous spiritual traditions in which you can look and um, find something that you like. So there's a lot there for you guys. It's, you know, I know right now it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit concerning right now, but 
writer is here with you. I'm here with you. And I want to go to the best reality. So, hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. Uh, me too, Vaughn. And I think that I think that we're going to make it. It's just going to be a little bit of a, uh, a rough road ahead. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but I think that, that we will make it and we will, uh, you know, ascend and get into this uh, shift into a, a new reality that is beneficial and for the highest and best good of everyone on the planet. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you so much. Um, and uh, for everyone else, please, uh, everyone else is watching and listening. Uh, and much love to everyone in the chat. Please uh, be sure to hit that thumbs up button to help out the channel on the YouTube algorithms. Share, subscribe, hit the bell icon as well for notifications. You can also catch this episode uh, and any other episode in the past on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. And you can also download them on Spreaker.com. Links are in the description. And also the links to all of Von Galt's information will be in the description to uh, check out her books, uh, get on her website. And uh, let's, let's make this thing happen. The best way that we can support each other is by supporting people's work, you know, and, and, and helping out and commenting and, and being engaged uh, is the best, I think is the best way that, that we can bring about this new paradigm that we want to bring in. So thank you all so much. And thank you again, uh, Von Gall. Thanks so much for the enlightening conversation. I appreciate you so much. And remember, we're not only in a spiritual war, but a war on humanity. Stay aware, stay alert, keep loving your heart for everyone and stay safe out there. See you guys next week. <laughs>